The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Lady love. Lady love. We about to dive balls deep into some old bitch. (laughs) How old is she? Well, she's an old bitch. Like, we go through her whole life. But she's an old bitch. Is she like wicked and old? Oh yeah, she's like evil <laughs> and old as dirt. <laughs> I feel like she made it to ninety five and was like you know world's worst ninety five year old witch. No, she's in her eighties, but still. Hey, that's pretty close. I was gonna say, I feel like I'm not gonna make it past like seventy. Really? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like. Eh. I feel like I'm so so with taking care of myself, so I'm like I, I'm giving myself an even fifty fifty. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think my problem's the liquor. Same. Yeah. Same. That, that's going to be fucking... It's your fucking heart disease. You can have a fucking heart attack. I'm yeah. aware of my problems. I just, you know, I can't control them. <laughs> like, or, I'm looking forward to the wine. I was going to say, YOLO. I just want... Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, this one's going to be a two-potter, too. I'm ready for it, Layla. <laughs> well, I'm Courtney. And I'm Kat. And this is Wine, wine Wicked Crimes and, and Cat Moms Oh My. <laughs> Manly love. This week has been <laughs> I feel like we've been out of rhythm for a couple weeks, I want to say. And uh, it's been interesting, for sure. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think we're starting to sync back up. I mean, next week, both of us are going to have our romantic weekends with our base. I know! <laughs> I cannot wait to get some cheeks. Me too, I love you too. I'm out of my period. At least it hasn't been fucking... How long has it been? I think it's been two and a half months since the last time we've seen each other. That's decently low. That is fucking shitty, dude. I was going to say, I get cranky every time <laughs> I don't get cheeks for like more than seven days. Man, it, seven days times fucking nine, ten weeks. But Wait, twelve. You, Almost we, twelve. At least you guys have like Rona cheeks or whatever, virtual cheeks. <laughs> Zoom cheeks, whatever it's called. <laughs> Listen, when you're in a long distance relationship, you gotta make that shit work with FaceTime and other things. You know, you gotta keep it spicy, lay love. You fucking, we fucking live over a thousand miles away. Gotta make that shit work. Hey, zombie boo. Guys <laughs> are doing something because I definitely did not see this happening. <laughs> I know, lady love. It's so weird. Like. Definitely didn't see it happening. Man, maybe I should start like Lady Loves Cupid Services or something. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Every time I tell somebody this story, they're like, Courtney hooked you up with them? They're like, man, she is like wing woman number one and matchmaker to the stars. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Lady Love, you really are. You play some fucking matchmaking cards. I mean, not only with me. Like this was, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe happy accident. I don't know what happened. Neither of us know what the fuck happened. But... You've, you've given people some solid recommendations slash life guru, you know. They love listen. She's a listener. I try. I try. <laughs> life coach extraordinaire. Know. You know, on the side, you got a problem. Just call her. She'll fucking hear you out. Even if she's busy, she'll call you back. Just I give do. her a chance. <laughs> I do call people back. I'm good at that. 
<laughs> and she will listen and listen and then hit you with some fucking Buddha advice. Yeah. It is fucking legit. It's an Asian blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's my ancient Chinese secret. <laughs> it's your internal Zen that you inherited from your ancestors, <laughs> along with your ability to be smellless. It still fucking blows my mind. I still talk to <laughs> about it. Like I'm just like I'm I'm deeply disturbed, but also jealous. I mean, I'm not mad that I don't stink. I have to say, I, that's the one Asian gene that I'm super heavy. <laughs> I got good hair and I don't smell when I sweat. I'm it's fine with it. So weird. Uh, I know. I mean, but then again, I call him stinky. But I know damn well he doesn't stink. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just jealous. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Oh well. Hey, loves about to introduce our signature wine of the week before Ooh, we uh, yeah. dive into our murder mystery, old lady. Wait, Madam of Murder? Oh, yeah. She's definitely a fucking wench. <laughs> <laughs> wicked wench is what I call her most of the time. Well, Wicked Wench of the West is actually what I call ah, her. But I, I, sh- I shortened it to Wicked Wench. I like it. All right. This week, we're going to go with something. I thought this was cute. I don't know if I've tried this before. I feel like this is definitely a winner. You know <laughs> it's what I gotta mean? be. If it's not, I am throwing in the towel and we have to change the name. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do if we, you know. I feel like we should tally up how we've been with wine, you know? Okay. At this point, I feel like we've been at a fair 50-50 of just like, bleh and bah, yeah. you know? Yeah, especially like last week's wine, oh, that evil God. green, whatever. Oh, like, God. I don't think even drink any of it none of it i was like that was definitely like alcohol abuse but it was not drinkable no it was terrible hint of apple my ass it was like a apple's asshole it was, <laughs> it was like so a terrible sour yes. shit yes it, it was not appealing so this week don't fail us oh god it's a gallo family vineyard actually i got this on a special because you know i was gonna say why not these like 10 and 12 dollar wines too every week is a little pricey, you know? And listen, for them to fail us the way that they have been, yeah. we needed a two-for-one penny sale. Exactly. Which is what it was. <laughs> and it worked out amazingly. I got the sweet strawberry, delicious sweet wine with natural strawberry flavor. Ooh. I'm excited. I I'm am, too. That sounds delicious. I should have gotten some actual strawberries. Oh, yeah, that would have been cute. Throw some strawberries in the glass. Oh, damn. Missed opportunity. I could have gave you some if my brother wouldn't have ate the entire carton of organic strawberries on me. Damn, organic, Lady Love? Lady Love, I was so pissed. Fuck, a fucking regular one is $7 or some crazy shit like that. Organic is like add three. Yeah, no, it was ridiculous. <gasps> I, love. I got home and I was like, you little mother. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I couldn't help it. They're so good. And I was like, yeah, because they're organic. Yes. Organic is a tits, lady love. Like, what did I did I do the organic chicken? Eh, you know, I think I had to move away from poultry. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm sticking with the things that swim. Yeah, I'm definitely a seafood kind of gal. Oh yeah. It's just here for it. My tongue re- reacts much better to the seafood. Yeah, yeah, and organic has just been hitting it. But damn, fucking ten dollars strawberries. I like that. I was so upset. I feel for you, lady. I was just like, you little bastard. As soon as you get a job, you're taking me grocery shopping. <laughs> I love that. That's definitely well deserved. <laughs> strawberry blast. Sweet strawberry is delicious. Sweet and slightly fizzy. Ooh. Fruity and light bodied with a taste of sweet red strawberry and hints of tropical fruit. Ooh. Sweet strawberry is a perfect complement to your favorite meal at parties 
or as a sweet treat to enjoy on its own. Serve chilled. Mm. Oh, okay. And you know what, Lilo? Another thing is that we've been kind of missing it with the chilled one. Oh, yeah, we have. It's been kind of slightly room temperature with some ice cubes in it. And, you know, the ice cubes melt down. I, I fucking know, hate ice cubes in my drink. Oh, my God, I hate it. I know, but we've been so bad. We, like, buy the wine three seconds before we're about to start recording. <laughs> you ready to record? Yes, shit, let's go get the wine. <laughs> this time, you know, it was pre-planned. I went to the store. I was like, what do they have? Oh, strawberry. Yeah, we'll try it. <laughs> so here we go. Okay. And while Lady Love pours off these glasses, Sophia is about to paint us a picture. Picture it. Sacramento, California, 1988. The coppers are on the way to the boarding house for the elderly and disabled looking for a missing person who'd been living there. Word on the street is the old people there were treated worse than I was at Shady Pines. And my daughter was definitely trying to put me in an early grave. The, the boys I sorry. So the boys are surprised when a frail looking elderly woman answers the door. Can I help you, officer? He answers. Yes. I'm looking for a missing man who lives here. Can I come in? Of course, officer, the Hispanic Mrs. Doubtfire replies with a, with a little too much enthusiasm. And that sweet man decided to move to Utah with his brother-in-law. They left together back in September. My other tenant was there, weren't you? She looked at a wide-eyed elderly gent for reassurance, whose voice quivered. Oh, yes. His brother-in-law picked him up and moved him to Utah. The couple could smell a rat. But what could the old woman really do? He looks around and is about to leave when old Wide-Eyes nervously slips the officer a note when Grandma isn't looking. It said, she's making me lie for her. Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) But old Granny had him shook. She was like, bitch, I wish you would say something. I wish you would. (laughs) Everything is fine, isn't it? (laughs) Isn't it, Bobby? You know, like... Man, she's like stone cold bitch. She's about to pull out the wire hanger on that ass. <laughs> so tell me about this old bitch. What's her deal? Well, this week we are discussing Dorothea Helen Puente, also known as the Death House Landlady. Death House Landlady? She was killing her fucking tenants? Yeah. <gasps> oh my God, yeah. that's so creepy. It's bad, lady love. It's well. She's an American serial killer who ran a boarding house in Sacramento, California for the elderly and mentally disabled. And if one of her tenants complained about how they were being treated or caught her stealing from them, she killed them and buried them in the backyard. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Who helped her drag in these bodies? This bitch. with the bodies? Oh. She wasn't dragging these bodies by herself, Lady Love. Lady Love, when I tell you what this bitch did, you're going to be in shock and awe. I'm already in shock and awe. I want to know who the fucking punk was that was like, she's making me lie her for her, please. Help me. Help me. Help me. Right? Like. Oh, no. This bitch was you crazy. You had to You had to mm-hmm. Oh, they love. And he was like, he made sure she didn't see. <laughs> if he did, he was going to be next. You're right. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Tell me about her. So, Dorothea Helen Puente, whose maiden name was Dorothea Helen Gray, was born on January 9th, 1929. She's a Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Who, who, who was a Capricorn that I know? Uh, 
The one with the horns. Stubborn, maybe? Probably. I think I had read, like, a horoscope thing on her, and then I was like, mm, this is too much. I get it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. So, she was born in Redlands, California, uh-huh. San Bernardino County. Her mother was named Trudy May. It's either Gates or Yates. Okay. And she's originally from Oklahoma. Oh. Oh. Uh, uh. And... <laughs> She married her father, Jesse James Gray, Mm -hmm. when she was 16 years old. And she was a party girl for life. She didn't give a fuck about her kids. Hey, oh, okay. (laughs) I mean, you do what you do, boo. It's your life. Well, they were both terrible, alcoholic, cotton-picking fucking cunts. Damn, (laughs) Who abused the shit out of Dorothea and all their kids. Ooh. And this was back in the day. This is like making you kneel on rice and shit. Yeah, I was going like, to say, back then, they didn't give a fuck. warfare. There was no CPS back then. It was like... Right. Right. <laughs> hey, Timmy, I know you're four, but go fucking mill the, mill the fucking, I don't know, greens. At 4 a.m. Yeah. And don't let me wake up at 5.30 and let there be grains to be fucking milled (laughs) (laughs) because i will beat you within an inch of your life and then throw you in the fucking pig slot (laughs) before you go to school you know yeah like i get it abuse abuse well jesse the father he had gotten mustard gas burns in world war one and had tuberculosis oh fuck he could hardly walk and hated his life and jesse had ended up on veterans disability Mm -hmm. to support his family and they were just dirt poor like, originally, they were, like, farmers or cotton pickers, whatever. Yeah. And they abused the shit out of Dorothea from literally the day she was born. Damn. They never took care of any of the kids, and they actually forced them to scavenge for food because her parents would not feed them. Wow. Yeah. Just straight up, like, no, fend for yourself. Yep, basically. I mean. That's sad. That's cold. <laughs> it is. They're terrible. In 1935, they had moved to Pomona, California, okay. when Dorothea was five years old. And Jesse, at this point, was bedridden, and Trudy was just a raging alcoholic that disappeared for days. Wow. And when she would disappear, she would, like, lock the kids in closets and shit. Whoa. Yeah. And the kids had to raise the kids. Oh. So the oldest of them all was a 16-year-old kid, mm-hmm. so that kid had to take care of all the other six kids, because there were seven of them all together. Fuck, man. Um, and when Trudy was around, she would just, like, abuse the shit out of the kids emotionally. Mm. She was just a fucking evil bitch. And the family moved around a lot looking for work, but they really couldn't find any because during this time was also the Great Depression. Oh, damn. Yeah, that's right, the 30s. Well, luckily, she didn't really have to deal with her parents for too long mm-hmm. because they both died before she was 10 years old. Oh, fuck! Well, I gotta buy a vowel. <laughs> Some sources say that her father died when she was four and that her mother passed away when she was six. Mm. And other sources say that the father died from tuberculosis in 1937 when Dorothea was eight Mm -hmm. and that her mother died in a motorcycle accident in 1938 when she was nine. Okay. Which seems to be the more likely, sorry, more accurate one. Okay. Because Trudy also lost custody of the kids in 1938 right before she died. Oh. For abusing them. Oh, fuck. Yeah, because after um, Jesse died, uh-huh. people had witnessed her, like, being really fucking terrible to them and locking them in closets and fucking not feeding them and all this other terrible shit. Okay. So when the parents died, all of them were split up into different places. Mm-hmm. 
and there was no one to claim guardianship of the kids. So Dorothea was sent to live in an orphanage until relatives of hers in Fresno, California took her in. Okay. And then all her other siblings were just dispersed everywhere else. And with such a great start in life, she became a compulsive liar at a very young age and knew how to play off of a person's heartstrings. So she is known especially for lying about her family life and upbringing. She told people that she was the youngest of 18 children who were born and raised in Mexico (laughs) when she was actually the sixth of seven kids. And she'd also pretend that she was the sister of the Swedish ambassador and said that she was besties with Rita Hayworth. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, she would lie about dumb shit all the time. Like, just ridiculous things for no reason. Just lie about it. Oh, okay. Even when she was in the second grade, her teacher was, like, trying to tell her foster parents, like, hey, your kid's a compulsive liar. Like, it's yeah. not good. And, eh, whatever. Oh, okay. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. No one gives a shit. Oh. Whatever. It's 30s. Whatever. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, she was not only a liar, but had been arrested many times over the years for a garbage plate of many different crimes. Mm. Um, in 1945, at the age of 16, Dorothea was working as a hooker in an ice cream parlor Whoa. in Olympia, Washington. Ooh, no sheep at a dope. At an ice cream parlor? Yeah, at an ice cream parlor. I'm gonna go get some chocolate soft serve and maybe get a little, I don't know, maybe a little blowjobby. Yeah, I know. <laughs> a little blowy at the end. Yeah. You want to put the ice cream on it? Yeah. And then lick it off? Ooh, with sprinkles? Yeah. I love me some sprinkles. I don't get a little peanut stick. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my god. Speaking of ice cream, I went to Anderson's the other day. I bought like three more of those ice cream sandwiches. Did you? Oh, they're so fucking good. Oh, they are so good. They love. I've been fucking up that strawberry ice cream that I bought, that like strawberry Sunday whatever ice yeah. cream. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's good for the soul. It is, but it's just disgusting. Like, yeah, I fuck it. I don't Makes know you happy. It does. I don't know how I didn't get a brain freeze, though, for how fast I ate it. It was... So, at this time, she was going by the name of Sherry. So, that was her hooker name. (laughs) (laughs) Sherry. I feel like strippers have names, too, right? Strippers have, like, stage names and shit. So, I guess you have to have, like, a hooker name. Fair. Fair. Okay. Sherry. So, later that same year, she actually married a soldier who had just gotten back to the States. Mm Mm-hmm. He was 22-year-old Frank McFall. Okay. But their union didn't last very long. Mm. Wonder why. <laughs> Between 1946 and 1947, Fred and Dorothea had two daughters. Okay. But she wasn't ready or didn't want them. So oh. she sent one of the daughters to live with Fred's mother in oh. Sacramento and then gave the other girl up for adoption. Damn, bro. Yeah, she was like, fuck these kids. I'm not about it. Um, I but- mean, well, her mom did it to her. She was probably like, Pfft. Yeah. I got it here. I mean, and plus, honestly, would you really want someone like her raising a kid? No, not really. Exactly. Uh, when they got married, Dorothea had lied about her age on the marriage certificate. Uh-huh. She said that she was 30 and that her name was Sherrielle A. Riscal. Oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> that was her name. Stupid-ass stripper name. I mean, hooker name. I know. And she's fucking 16. If you can pass for 30 at 16, bitch, you got some problems. You looking rough, boo. Mm-hmm. You looking real rough. You gotta lay off the liquor. <laughs> Cigarettes? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got, oh, that, wait, uh, shit, like, got some... that awful saggy, like that, like, wrinkle, like, uh, smoking cigarette for too long. Skin. Her teeth are all brown. Yeah, yeah. Don't look at me. I'm hideous. Uh, yeah, you know? Yeah, but you got that leathery look to her face. Exactly. Oh. 16, 16 going on 30? 
Like, it's never a good thing. No, it's not. Okay, mm. let's try it, Laid Love. Dink, clink. I'm not mad at it. No, I'm definitely not mad at it. I do like it. I like it too. And it looks really cute in this glass. It's a very like purpley pinky color. This this rainbow kills it every time. Laid it love. does, Laid Love. Kills it. Every I can't time. believe that fucking Things Remember place had these cups there for like $50. I know. Oh my God. Not to talk trash about Things Remembered, but that's fucking rip off. Just saying. Really? I mean, I bought these at TJ Maxx for like $13. <laughs> and they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh God, my nose has been killing me, Laid Love. I think it's just dry. Yeah, I've been waking up with, like, nosebleeds. Yeah, like, I've been waking up with a really stuffy nose, and then I, you know, do my thing, blow my nose, and it's like... Yeah, it's just... Unrelated, but uncomfortable. Gotta get the humidifier going. Yeah. So they got married in Reno. Mm -hmm. Fred knew that she was a hooker, but he admired her hustle. Mm. And this is around the same time when Dorothea also became an alcoholic. Okay. So... Maybe that's another reason she gave up the kid. She was probably drinking <laughs> while she was pregnant. Ooh, yeah. Poor babies. So in fall of 1947, Dorothea, who I dubbed the Wicked Wench of the West, mm-hmm. <laughs> got knocked up again, but ended up Third having... Time? Yeah. Oof. But she ended up having a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And later that next year in 1948, her husband Fred left her. <laughs> and Dorothea had moved to San Bernardino, California. Okay. So, obviously not too proud of being dropped like a bad habit, Dorothea made up a bullshit story and told people that her husband died of a heart attack not too long after they wet. Okay. Did she die? That's what you're going to say? Nah. <laughs> Three maybe kids later. <laughs> well, they love you don't want people to know that you were the one that was left. Come on. Do you want to be the dumpy? Who do you want to be? The dumpy or the dumper? I mean... If she's going to lie about anything, maybe she should lie about her career choices, not her ex-husband. I mean, that's true. But she's already a compulsive liar, Lady Love. Yeah, what that's What she got to lose? I guess that's true, but... How many bitch. fucks does she care about? And, can we not talk about the kids? Mm-hmm. Clearly, she gives no fucks. I know. She gives zero fucks about them. She was like, exactly. fuck these kids. Right? <laughs> exactly. So, you know what? <laughs> Listen, her life, her choices. But... Good on those babies because she would have been a terrible mother. Oh, for sure. For sure. Hopefully they had better lives without her. Probably. I don't really know. I mean, again, they were also born. <laughs> that's true. So, that's true. Probably not the best Aww. upbringing. Man, that's a, like a sad follow-up to an already sad story, lady love. I mean, I would imagine if she was 16 when she had her kids or 17, whatever the fuck, and she was born in 1929, Uh huh. then that means... Yeah, her kids were born, like, in the 50s, grew up in the 60s, probably, 70s. Hey, 60s was, like, the the decent era. That's the fucking civil rights time. That's when everyone was protesting. That's the time of the Vietnam War. Yeah, that's true. Okay, maybe they had some, like, peacenik parents. Like, that's the, that's the political time to live through. Then the fucking 70s was the fucking disco era. Probably dropping a bunch of L. Oh, living life. Okay, love. maybe they had some good times. Exactly. They were they were alive during some prime time shit, they love. That's true. I, I feel like I should have been born shit. in, like, the 70s and 80s. Agreed, bro. I mean, but then I you'd not be here right now. That's very true. And I gotta say, I do quite enjoy our technology now. Quite a bit. I just turned on my fucking lamp in the living room for my phone. Yeah. You know? Like, I was gonna did I have to get up and do it? Reach over? Ah, tick, 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 tick. You know? Yeah, no. 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 Imagine yeah. that shit. I was going to say, we got way better version of the clapper. Oh, my God. Of course. <laughs> of course. So, see? Okay. Everything yeah. works out for a reason, lay 
they love, you it know? It does, it and does. And it's not like we don't do some of the primo shit that they, you know, had in that time. Exactly. We enjoy ourselves. We live right. life. Right, And we have good skincare routines. Exactly. We try. We do. Good skincare routine, ladies. Do mm. it. Do it. Because guess what? I'm going to be 30 this year, and I definitely <laughs> don't think I look it. <laughs> you definitely don't look at Lee Love, but this thing is looming over you like a fucking, I don't know, like a bad penny, bro. I just want to die, Lee Love. I'm not ready for 30, no. Lee Love, you literally have no gray hair. Look at me. Look at the fucking gray <laughs> hair like that I have. three gray hairs. What? It's like three of them. That, no, that is not like three of them. Lee Love, I don't want to hear that shit, okay? Like, listen, at least someone didn't mistake you for their mother. <laughs> Honest mistake. It was an honest mistake. Honest mistake. Good recovery. And it, yeah, I was gonna say honest mistake. Good recovery. <laughs> <laughs> All you need sometimes is just that good follow through. That yeah. oh well, you know the mass. Yeah, the mass saved people from so much. What do you think people are gonna do like post COVID? I don't even want to know because honestly, like even at work, there's a lot of people whose face I've never seen because of the Rona because, you know, they've started at work. Yeah. And there's always that moment where they, like, you know, pull their mask down and get a sip of coffee or something, and then you actually you finally, like, get the big reveal. And it's usually not what I imagine. <laughs> like, sometimes oh. people do it, and I'm like, wow, that's what you look like under there. You know? That's true. It's crazy. When I, on this new unit, you know, you don't know anybody. And then they see, like, the picture on my black screen and they're like, oh, you look good. And they're like, yeah, you look good. You know, I can't really see much more than this. Yeah. You know, so it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's weird that people don't know what you look like. And outside of work, they probably would never recognize you. Yeah. Be like, hey, Courtney. Be like, do I know you? <laughs> I know. I do have some kind of like distinguishing mark on me where people could know who I am outside of work. So I'm trying to talk to you and you're like, I don't know you. Leave me alone. Listen, Layla, later on I'm going to tell you how DJ is trying to have me murdered by the serial killer that we work with. Oh, you work with a serial killer now? I think we talked about this before. People call him Dahmer. Like, oh God. He's the guy that like talks about killing his mother-in-law. Oh. Yeah. Oh. They love. Are you sure this is something we should discuss, Lady Love? They love this. I'm going to tell you about this off mic because. <laughs> oh my. It's just. Okay. Dale texted me earlier because the serial killer was like, trying to talk to me and he goes, run. And I was like, Lady <laughs> Love. It's crazy, Lady Love. You do a murder mystery podcast, dude. You better like wisen up. I know. I, that's why I'm trying to avoid this person at all costs. I'm like, he gives me serial killer vibes. I don't like it. But. Okay, so. Back to Dorothea. 1948 was a really shit year for her. Mm -hmm. So now she's only 19. Single again. Pussy definitely not at its tightest. Ooh, that bitch has been stretched out. I was going to say stretched out, ran through. She's definitely done a... She's she's done a variety of things. Oh, yeah. And she's had some kids. I was going to say. Ain't nothing going on down here. Kids. That shit... It's going to be like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. Exactly. Can you imagine that at 19? Uh Uh-uh. They love at 19. That's the same. Ain't no amount of Kegels gonna fix that shit. Oh, nah. I'd be sad, too. They dumped you and your pussy stretched out. What else is going mm-hmm. on? <laughs> Damn, Dorothea. I guess you mad, because now you could just go to the mall and they buy some stuff called, like, Liquid Virgin or something you could throw up in there. Really? Yeah, you never seen it at Spencer's? Liquid like, no. Virgin? What yeah, the it's fuck? Like, it's like something virgin, and you can, like, put it in your pussy, and I guess it makes it, like, tighter. <laughs> I don't know. I've never had to use it. No way. Like, a, a spritz to... to- Tighten. Tighten your muscles? I wonder if it's like Botox for the pussy lips. Oh, God. For the pussy lips or like... 
It's probably it's gotta be inside. Oh yeah, but that's a lot of work. Are you gonna spray something in there? I feel like I'm not. I I have a very sensitive <laughs> vagina. That's not happening for me. I was like, depending on what it's made of, if it's organic, I guess it's worth a shot. Maybe. Oh no. Wait, I've never seen that. I thought you were gonna talk about the pocket pussy. Oh no, no. Which pocket pussies are always, always a good gift. Like nobody's ever upset if you give them a pocket pussy. Probably not something to give like out in the open, but definitely something that will make somebody happy. Exactly. Just like give it to them on the low low, slip it in the mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> Got you something I thought you'd enjoy. Yeah. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. I told you. We were about to put that in Joe's fucking Easter did basket. You guys, did you? Did you do it? I don't think he did it. I, I gotta oh. tell Joseph to do it. Weak, I, guys. Weak. Hey, I will definitely go to Spencer's and buy that pocket pussy for exactly. Joe. Exactly. If I can make... They love if you can get, like, a specials porn star. You could do that. I know. I mean, I don't get the difference, though. I thought a pussy was a pussy, but, like, these pocket pussies are, like, showing me up on this. I feel like they got it. I mean, it's a special name. Maybe they, like... Different... Sh- Depth, maybe. I'm wondering. Tightness. Because it's like... Looser pussy versus tighter pussy. It could be, yeah. Maybe, like, they got Queen Khalifa or whatever the fuck her name is, Ew. that born star, and maybe she takes, like, really huge cocks, so then they, like, make it to fit that. But, I mean, can't any vagina take a huge cock? I don't think mine can. Really? You think you'd break? Blade love. I have a very small, like... <laughs> I'm Asian. We got a small a set of... That's the thing. We got a small setup down here. I've definitely like had someone, and it felt like they like bursted my ovaries. Wow, just, really? Like, yeah. Wow, that does not sound good or yeah. look good. No, they love like some things. Oh, no, some things just can't be done. I can. Okay. Okay. I thought the the human body could do amazing things. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but everybody's different. I mean, when I, I lost mean, I my guess. <laughs> when I lost my virginity, I was in pain. Like, massive pain. My oh. sister lost hers, and she was like, oh, it's fine. It's just a little dude. And I was like, what? <laughs> Bitch. I was, like, bleeding profusely. All kinds of shit. Like, it was not good. <laughs> it was just a little dude. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, man. That's so fucking funny. So, Dorothea's pussy. Not at its stage. <laughs> yes, yes. And with no source of income, mm-hmm. the wicked wench decided to try forging checks to get by. Unfortunately, she was eventually caught and arrested. She was caught when she forced a check to buy clothes and shoes. Is there anything she won't do? Like, come on. Oh, no. she's This bitch is evil. So she was sentenced to one year in jail, mm-hmm. but was paroled after only serving four months. Okay. Probably played the pity cod. I was going to say, she's probably like a really good inmate. Please, sir. Yeah. Help me. I'm just an innocent gal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just had some trouble. I don't know. I'm just 19 and a right. pussy that looks like a fucking hot air balloon. Oh, God. Fucking slice. Ugh. Roast beef. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's yeah. disgusting. Okay. So. <laughs> Sorry, they love. I was just like, oh, God, I'm never going to eat roast beef again. <laughs> roast beef is what they put in Rubens, right? Yeah. I had a Ruben today. Mm. It was delicious. At fucking Wegmans. Really? St. Patrick's Day. They love. They do fucking oh, yeah. fish fry. Today they had a. I forgot about that. I haven't... I didn't go to Wiggy's today. I'm trying to avoid that place. I always spend way too much money every time I go to Wegmans. I only went because I really wanted something else. Yeah. I made that risotto tonight. Oh, the Zafron risotto? Yeah. I found Zafron at TJ Maxx. For how much? $7. It was a very small jar, though. I don't know. Like I, I paid $16 picture. for my little jar. Like, love. I'm going to take a picture of it next time I'm, I go. I'm, I'm going to TJ Maxx. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. So... <laughs> 
I'm upset right now. I know I can see it in your face. You're like, we're not gonna talk on the we're not gonna talk about the the, the saffron because I just don't want to. <laughs> like, oh. I see the pinkness in your cheeks. You're like, God, fucking goddamn saffron. I was so imagine wanting fucking fancy things in life, motherfucker. <laughs> it is risotto. Risotto does not take. It's not something quick, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no. Risotto is stirring and water and more and keep going. And saffron is expensive. So, they love mad within reason. That's what I'm saying. $7? I paid $16. That's like $9 difference. Was it organic? No, it was just regular, like, fucking... Oh, go to, go to TJ Maxx. Oh, I am. Because TJ Maxx also has all organic spices. Oh. It does. Yeah, I found that out the other day, too. Okay, sorry, oh. sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. So I found out the, that information about her uh, going to prison and stuff on crimescenedb.com. Okay. Um, so this being her first conviction, she was seen by a psychologist for the first time at the jail. Okay. The psychologist decided that she was a situational offender, not a, quote, true criminal. He said she'd only commit petty crime if she thought that she could get away with it. Yeah, which he was very wrong because this bitch is poisy. Right. So, either way, in 1950, after her release, she moved to San Francisco, but she broke her probation six months after she walked out of the prison and skipped town. Oh, shit. And she started to prostitute again. Oh. Yeah. So Some habits never die. I mean, I guess if that's all you know how to do in life. Then go for it, boo. I'll say, drop that ass. Right? Do your kegels. Right. Try or maybe to- not. Maybe she liked it like that, love. I don't know. Maybe she just went through the back door at a point. Like switched and just all back door action? Could be. I mean, if her pussy's... So numb in the front that you're just like, fuck it. I'll be... <laughs> if your pussy's loose and they want something tight. I mean, I feel like your butthole's guaranteed. It is. I mean, it definitely is guaranteed, depending on how she used to treat it in her previous hooker life. That's very true. How do you think the ice cream parlor was? Mm. Uh, I feel like first run-in ice cream parlor, she's probably only going like... Only mild things. Yeah. Like, maybe she worked up to it. <laughs> and then, yeah, like, later on was like, oh, this is fucking way too stretched out. Move into the back door. Yeah, probably. Really? I mean, what else is she going to do? She's got to make some money. <laughs> That's also true. That's true. But, and not everybody's the best at blowies. So if she like gave a terrible blowy with a stretch out pussy, she's got to do something to make up for it. Give a give up a third thing. I mean, yeah, yeah you want to make it count exactly. But do you think that like a lot of hookers were readily available at this time? Lady Love, she was a fucking hooker at an ice cream parlor, bro. At an ice cream parlor, that where where <laughs> children go. Like nobody else is like boggled by this. I mean, I was very confused when I seen ice cream parlor. I was exactly expecting like saloon or something. Right, right, right. I don't know why I picture a fucking western with the doors kicking open and yeah. like swinging back and forth. Her wearing a corset with a fucking bell dress or whatever the fuck it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, instead she's ice cream there. parlor fucking hooker. You think she was like rolling around on skates like at Sonic? <laughs> <laughs> Offering blowies instead of like ice cream? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I feel like maybe there were a lot of hookers available at this time. There probably was. I mean, women in this day and age didn't really get a lot of education. True. And they say prostitution is the oldest profession. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Ew. I mean, if they want it and you got it, then they're willing to pay for it. Why not? I don't know that I... I guess maybe I would... Okay, nope, we're not going to go into that rabbit hole. Never mind. Back to Dorothea. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
An arrest warrant was issued for her, but they eventually just stopped looking for her. Oh, that's how we do it? Yeah. So she pretty much figured out that, like, if she disappears for long enough, people just won't care about her anymore. <laughs> so that's kind of what she goes with. I'm just going to go away and eventually... Uh... We'll stop, stop looking. <laughs> I mean, it's not like they had CCTV around during this That's time. True. That's very true. Everything was on paper. That's true. Yeah. And it was, what, probably like a lesser crime at that point? Probably. You know? I mean, people back then could probably just pay to get out of jail. They're like, mm, if you pay this much money, you won't even go to jail. Okay. Right. Oh, that's fair. All right. So, not too long after her release... She got knocked up again by a guy that she hardly knew. Fourth time! Come on, girl! She gave birth to another daughter that she gave up for adoption. Where I'm like, bitch, pull out method. Like, can you just tell him to pull out? They, no, they love. She's a fucking hooker. You think she cares what's... She's a hooker. You think she cares what is going up to that poontang? At least she, she can't. At least she missed the AIDS crisis or something, because this bitch would have definitely, definitely died. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. She mm-hmm. definitely... Oh, she got she got her so fucking lucky. I don't know. Maybe she's burning in hell. She better be. So oh. far, she's doing a stellar job. She needs to burn in hell. This bitch is crazy. Fourth kid. How many kids does she have? Well... Is this it? The third one was a miscarriage. So it's technically, kid. she's pushed three out, but she got Ten. pregnant four times. Yeah. Yeah. So in 1952, at age 23... The Wicked Wench, going by Taya Singuala Nayarda. What the fuck? Yeah, Taya Singuala Nayarda. Married her second husband. Okay. Who was a Swede man named Axel Johansson, and he was a merchant fisherman. He sounds fancy. Well, <laughs> she told Axel that she was... Um, Queen of England. <laughs> Close. So she told him that she was Muslim and of Egyptian and Israeli descent. Yeah, she doesn't even fucking look Egyptian or Israeli. Is she a white lady? She sounds white. She's like Mexican. She speaks Spanish and stuff, so she's Mexican. She is. Okay. Yeah, she's definitely Mexican. Well, at least that part of it is true. So, well, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. Fuck it. She doesn't even look Egyptian. But you know what? It's... Who can fact check this shit back in the day? That's true. You know I mean, you could just be whoever you wanted to be. Right. I'm an Egyptian queen. Mm-hmm. And I'm here with my servants that fucking bring me in a canopy. I know. I, wanna go. I don't know. <clears throat> I could see somebody being like, sure. Why Why do you have any reason to lie to me? I'm hmm. the fucking reincarnation of Cleopatra, bitch. You got a lot of nerve dragging your job, white ass in here. I don't believe we've met. It's me, Foxy. Foxy Cleopatra. Long time no see. Right. <laughs> I married the reincarnation of Cleopatra. Like, yeah. Pretty much. I mean, whatever. She did it, I guess. So they most definitely did not have a happily ever after. Oh. Axel was extremely abusive oh, and a real piece of shit. Wow. But she stayed with him for some reason, and they had a very violent and unhappy relationship. She fucking loved it. That's why. Well, they remained married for 14 years. Oh, that's fucking stellar. They definitely hate... They they love hated each other. Oh, for sure. Axel, um, because he was a fisherman, he used to leave Dorothea at home alone for, like, months at a time for oh, work. Damn. And she would have many gentlemen callers oh. when he was gone. And, Dorothea, you slut. Oh, well, yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> and guess how he found out? She got pregnant. No, the neighbors snitched on her. What? Yeah. Damn. The neighbor was like, 
Ask a boo. I got some tea to spill. No way. Yo, bitch is out here dropping that ass <laughs> on everybody. I seen John. I seen a milkman go in there. I seen there. a milkman. <laughs> I seen Timmy down the street. Damn, they blew her in like yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Fucking snitch, nosy-ass neighbors. Like, Snitching love. hardly, love. Ooh, I would be so mad. Did she take out the neighbors by any chance? No. Oh. No, she doesn't start taking out people till she's, like, way older. Till she's older? Mm-hmm. This is, like, working up to her being an evil murderer. I mean, she's fucking evil now. <laughs> I know, but believe me, late love, it gets worse. How is that a thing? Like, while they were married, Dorothea used to uh, leave for L.A. for weeks at a time and would just never tell Axel where she went or that she was leaving at all. Wow. Mm-hmm. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay. And the alcohol abuse was starting to make her fat. Eee. So she was having trouble getting clients. <laughs> There were no chubby chasers back in the day, like love. Is that what you're trying to tell me? I mean, back in the day, they could barely eat. They probably weren't used to a fat bitch. You're right. The depression. These bitches can't eat. Mm-hmm. You know. They skin and bones, literally. I know. It's like meth before the meth. Right. Dang. I'm sad for her. I know. <laughs> but I mean, alcohol abuse does make you fat. I remember when I was drinking yeah. with Manu all the time, we'd love, after my competition. I went from like 145 pounds to 160, and let me tell you, I was dwinking every day. And I was like, you know what? This alcoholic life is not for me. I need to get thin again. (laughs) From that drunk night, it took me like three days to recover from my bloating. Oh, yeah. Like three days. You didn't house like nine beers. I am impressed with myself. One. And two, don't want to do it again, but kind of sort of do. No, I'm definitely impressed. Which, by the way, guys. We might have a new series coming called Lady Love Drunk and Disorderly. <laughs> I don't know what we did. We just do what we do and got drunk. And then we started talking about nothing. I don't even think any of the questions that I asked you actually got answered. I think we just started talking and then like branched off and nothing happened. At, very similarly to our podcast. Yeah, pretty much. But we get there. We yeah. come around. It's like fucking full circle, you know? First base is kind of cloudy. You're not going to make it to second, but you do. People are like, like she isn't going to make it to third. Fuck it. Yeah, she no. ain't making it. All of a sudden, Slide. we're at third. Keller is running through the stop sign at third. Yay! She is not stopping. She ran right through the sign. Here comes the throw. It should be in time. And, and fucking boom. Sliding on the home plate. Oh, yeah. With a, like a like Superman. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Dust flying. Yes. Eating the fucking dirt. You know? Yes. Music. That's how we do it. We'll explain more, but Patreon exclusive. Hey. Lady Love Drunk and Disorderly, coming soon. <laughs> okay, so anyway. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So, since Dorothea was getting fat, in 1960, at age 31, the Wicked Wench got arrested for pimping, dash owning, Stop. and managing a brothel. At 31? Yeah. Okay. I mean, if she can't... She's making... You know, she can't use hers. That doesn't mean she can't fucking use somebody else's. Exactly. I mean, that's what happened with Heidi Fleiss. She was a part of two, and then she became a madam. Hey. You can't learn be mad that. at her. Exactly. Can't be mad at her. It's like it's like getting promoted, going for... Like, <laughs> going for you don't have to do the grunt work anymore. You're making the grunts do the work. Exactly. Damn. Whatever. I mean... <laughs> It's her life, you know? Fuck it. Her choices. Let's keep going. I bet you she was a terrible pimp, though. Running a bra... I bet you she was a fucking abusive ass I was gonna say... Gator don't play no shit! You you feel me? 
Gator never been about that. Never, never been about playing no shit. Gator keeps the bitches in check. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what do you think she wore? It's 60, so I see a beehive. You think she got some fucking cat eye glasses? Oh, pfft. cat yes. eye glasses, beehive, Look some up. fucking maybe red lipstick, something harsh red. The long cigarette. Yes. Yes. She's out here looking like Frankenstein's yes. wife. <laughs> Fuck yes. That, that, it's all I envision. I can see it. I can definitely see With it. With a feathery coat. Oh, yeah. Backhanding girls. Mm. Yeah. Bitch. What'd I say? In Spanish and English. Mm. Oh, That's even Spanish. more fucking the, the intimidating. Oh, yeah. Cru- when they switch up to a different language. It's like Cruella de Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Cruella de Bill. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Put some Spanish flair on it. <laughs> I, can see, I can see her being a pretty mean madam. Oh, she's got to be. She's evil. Yeah, for sure. So, at age 31, she was arrested for pimping and owning a brothel. Of course, she denied any knowledge of it. Okay. Uh, she claimed that the quote-unquote establishment was a whorehouse, and she was only visiting a friend there. Uh, 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 okay. Wait. Sure. <clears throat> she was visiting her friend at the whorehouse. Yeah, so she claimed that she was only staying there because her friend was there. Now, I don't know what goes on in this place, but I don't run it. Mm-hmm. I was just there visiting my friend. Yeah, exactly. Christina. Exactly. But they literally found out that she was running the whorehouse for several months under, oh, shit. under the guise that it was a bookkeeping service. Oh. Yeah. And, like, she was kind of smart about it because she would, like, open at 9, close at 530. Mm. Uh-huh. Business hours. Uh. Yeah. And, like, she had strictly male clientele and then people were kind of like, mm, this is a whorehouse. So then the <laughs> cops are like, you know what? Let's see. So they go undercover as truckers. Oh. And they, you know, oh. they, they pretend to be paying customers. And, and then, they have some fun. Well, they went in with, like, so they had this, like, special stuff on their hands and on, like, the money. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, some kind of fluorescent dye that you could only see when it was put under certain light. Okay. So the cops made a point of, like, paying her with the money that had the dye on it. And then, like, the workers that they came out or whatever, and they touched the women. Mm-hmm. with their hands so that their handprints were on them to prove that like you know they came in contact with the prostitutes but then they were like no you know you don't have to finish and then you know the cops came in raided the place and was like bitch damn. we got proof uh, look at this fluorescent light <laughs> damn yeah they caught her they got her that's pretty advanced for I feel like that time I mean they got fluorescent shit to get our money mm-hmm. oh, all right now <laughs> okay I'm not mad at it. I'm just, I'm amazed, I guess. I, I guess mean, I'll just leave it at that. She tried, though. She tried. 9 to 530. Business out. Listen, she was probably a fucking wicked-ass person, but I, let me tell you, lady love, she wasn't no fucking dummy. Oh, no. She definitely wasn't. That's a killer, man. These people are just not fucking dumb. Oh, no. She was a fucking, like, sociopath. This bitch was smart and crazy. <sighs> man. So the courts didn't believe her, obviously, and she was sentenced to 90 days in Sacramento County Jail. She took a plea deal, so she was only charged with being inside of a house of ill repute. So she didn't even get charged for being a pimp. She you just can got be charged with being inside of I, a I mean, whorehouse then? During that time. I don't think you can now. Uh, it tells me that Oklahoma has a lot of antiquated laws. So what if it is? What if it's one of those laws? Who's going to abort that law, Lake Love? I guess that's true. I want to be able to stand in any whorehouse. That I want and not be fucking dragged away. I don't know. I can can watch the whores do their work. Right. I don't have to be a part of it. Right. I mean, maybe. 
I can see it. I can see someone doing that. Of ill, what did it say? Of ill reputable. Uh, it's she was charged for being inside of a house of ill repute. Of ill repute. Yeah, that's fucking funny. Ill repute. <laughs> so, oh, I gotta use that on something. Else. I know. Okay, sorry. Let's keep going. <laughs> so her husband Axel, he was pissed that she got arrested. Oh, he pro- oh, 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 wait till she got home, they love. I know, right? Wait till she got home. That bitch got. She had it. I know she did. Oh yeah, she had to have. Man, I forgot Axel was still around, but 14 years, homie was solid with her. Well, I mean, he let her come home after she got arrested, even though he was pissed. I mean, where's she going to go? And what are you going to do? Not marry a hooker? (laughs) The same way that she wanted him was probably the same way that he wanted her in a fucked up way, you know? Yeah, it was like a weird, like... Codependency of fucking hatred and abuse. I hate her, but the sex is great. Yeah, (laughs) you fucking thrive on that shit. Somebody needed to love that loose pussy. I guess it's true. And if she was running a brothel, what makes you think that Axel wasn't partaking in some of that poontang? Oh, well, I mean, he wasn't there. This was in a whole nother place. Like, this was when she was in L.A. Because she would just disappear to L.A. from time. Oh, with her second life. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. She would disappear and not tell him. Yeah. Bad wifey. So, in 1961, Axel had committed her to a psych ward in Stockton, California. So the psych ward listed her as... What they uh, diagnose her with? She actually gets diagnosed with possible schizophrenia later. Mm-hmm. But like at this point, they listed her as very obese, infantile, compulsive... Very obese? <laughs> yeah. Compulsive liar. Well, she was like 5'2 and 200 pounds or some shit. She was 200 pounds? I was going to tell you. I was going to ask, do you have a weight on her at this time? Oh, yeah. This bitch gets big. Oh, she was hefty. She was large. Oh, lady love. Then she wasn't like... I Okay. And so we established time frame type of thing. Okay, fine. They're used to some skinny bitches. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking some skinny bitches, like 100 pounds. Yeah. So she's like 100 pounds overweight. Yeah. Oh, damn. Like she is a large lady. <laughs> she's up there. Ew. <laughs> so she's listed as very obese, okay. infantile, compulsive liar with unstable personality. And she was given an antipsychotic. Oh. But... There's, like, no proof that she was actually taking the drugs. She was just prescribed them. Axel ended up staying with her for a little while after her release from the psych ward. Mm -hmm. But he couldn't really handle her excessive spending and partying, and he left her. Because this bitch was a shop-oholic. Like, she would just spend money all the time. Money that she didn't have. She wasn't bipolar? No. Hmm. They think that she's schizophrenic. Interesting. So, after her release, Dorothea had no home and mm-hmm. no real means of income and ended up being arrested again for vagrancy. What's vagrancy? It's literally charged for being homeless. <gasps> yeah. Like uh, Rudy Giuliani did to all the people in New York City? Yeah. Is that still an offense that you could get arrested for? I don't think that they actually do it anymore, but it could be. Vagrancy. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So... Uh, she was sentenced to another 90 days in jail. I Let me guess. She fucking got off with three months parole. Uh, it doesn't say, but after being released for the bullshit charge, which I can kind of be like, mm, that's a little fucked up. Bitch was for homeless. homeless? Yeah. Bitch, she was probably homeless and hooking. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying, Lady Love? So do I feel that bad? Eh, not really. No, it's true. <laughs> so the Wicked Wench was involved in a bunch of miscellaneous illegal acts for money that start small but become more serious over time. Oh, shit. And she stopped working in hookers because the money wasn't worth the risk. Maybe because she couldn't get no work. Oh, she's definitely not getting work with fucking... <laughs> what? Five to 200 pounds. Exactly. That's a lot. That's a large lady. Ain't nobody fucking that. Mm-mm. She would have to lay there. It'd be like, have you ever seen the first Blade movie? No. 
It'd be like someone trying to fuck a Snorlax or something. Ew. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's not like she could be on top. She'd definitely have to just lay there and they'd be all doing all the work. She's like, <laughs> It'd probably be fucking a fucking armpit or a knee pit or something. <laughs> if she's that big, they love. Boy, what, how do you know what you're fucking? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you like you get this little roll here saying. and you start fucking pressing in on it. I'm sure that feels fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> probably. I've had like, some guys think that they put it in and think that they're just going to town and I'm just like... Mm-hmm. Nope, that's not nope, it. Nope, it's not even close. <laughs> you were having a good time. And they like that slipped it in the fupa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> slipped it into a fold, and you're like, oh, oh god, oh god. Okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> Try it again. Try it again. <laughs> wrong thing. Wrong thing. Wrong hole. No, just wrong. <laughs> Imagine that. I can see how no guy wants to fucking do the work for that. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Especially because you got to, like, find the hole. Right. Then you got to put it in there. Right. Then you got to do it up. Work. Yeah. You know? And then what if you lose the whole lubing it? Exactly. And, I mean, during that time, too, it's not like they had the best vaginal care. I'm sure she Blah. smelled weird. <laughs> a little fungy pussy. You know? A, a little, little fungy, fungy. A little BV issue. Ew. You, uh, you that know? happens. That happens when yeah. you have sex with too many people. Yeah. Or if you have sex with someone with, like, a different pH balance from the last one, it can fuck you up. But, guys, listen, the most important thing is to test yourself and take care of yourself. Exactly. Take care of your pH, ladies. It's important. Don't be the girl with the stanky pussy. Exactly. You. Mm-hmm. Stanky pussy and you don't... Ah, ah, t- oh, my God, lady love, that's another thing I got to tell you about. I won't say Wait, why. What? Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, no. A friend of ours. Doing, a stanky pussy? Well, a friend of ours keeps banging with a stanky pussy. Oh, no. I already know where this is going. <laughs> we'll talk Ew. about it later, Layla. Listen, take care of yourself, guys. It's not okay to be around with stanky pussies, okay? No. We love you. Just take care of yourself. <laughs> it's not normal. No, You're not at all. And whenever someone's like, it smells weird. It's like, it's not supposed to smell weird. That means there's something wrong down there. I get this little hint of something. Uh... <laughs> What do you mean? Uh, go to the fucking doctor. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. So, anyways. Since she stopped working in hookers in her earth, <laughs> in her 30s and trying to get her life together, mm-hmm. Dorothea slows down on the illegal shit and hey. lands a job as a nurse's aide, caring for elderly and mentally disabled people in private homes. Uh-oh. In no time, she starts managing boarding houses. Now, 37 years old and doing well for seemingly the first time in her life in mm. 1966, Dorothea, a.k.a. Wicked Wench, mm-hmm. and her bitch-ass husband finally divorced. Wow. When she's doing better, he's like, I don't like you. I mean, she did just get out of a psych ward and stuff. <laughs> Whatever. So, depending on the article, in either 1966 or 68, okay. it sounds like the more accurate would be 1968, Dorothea married her third husband in Mexico City, Ooh. Robert Jose Puente, okay. whose name she ends up keeping. Mm-hmm. He was, guess how many years younger than her? 25. 19 years. Ooh, I was going to say yeah. 20 at first. So he was only 21 years old and she was 39. What a little... I'm assuming this is a person that she was punking that had to slip the note? No. Oh, wow. Maybe no, we're not even close more. to that. Oh, that's me. actually in part two. Oh! Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. That's at the end. But anyways. Yes. So they got married and Jose actually left her after two weeks. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> And Smart boy. Well, he the reason that they divorced is because Jose couldn't keep it in his pants. Oh. Yeah, he was, like, incapable of staying faithful to Dorothea. 
And Dorothea had opened a boarding house just before marrying Jose. Mm -hmm. And within a year, the boarding house also failed along with her marriage. It closed due to Dorothea racking up more than $10,000 in debt that same year. Yeah. So her and Jose officially divorced, though, July 5th, 1969. Okay. And Dorothea, while the... She was, like, taking care of boarders. Mm-hmm. She had forced all her boarders to sign over their government checks to her. Damn. She'd pay to care for them and pocket the rest of their money. And she also had complete control of their meds. That's fucked up. So, the Wicked Wench made sure to, ma- to make herself a pillar in the community. And she would use her rotund grandmotherly looks to befriend kids in the neighborhood and help out their families and give gifts for, like, no reason at all. Mm-hmm. She looked to help the poor, but behind the scenes, Grandma was drinking herself into a coma every night. Damn. Mm-hmm. And she was pushing 200 pounds, but she was also super self-conscious. Don't blame her. I know. So around the same time as her third divorce, the 1970-ish, the Wicked went to the West took over a three-story, 16-bedroom care home at 2100 F Street in Sacramento, California. Mm -hmm. At this care home, she gave care to a place... Or, sorry, they gave... At this care home... Motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) At this care home, Uh she gave care and a place to stay for homeless and destitute people of the area. Okay. Each bedroom in the Victorian-style... Mansion house. I wasn't sure. I think mansion. Mm -hmm. I think because, you know, 16, whatever. um, Had its own bathroom and single bed and a TV. Nice. Dorothea lived on the third floor. And the first level of the house was for higher income people on federal assistance. And the basement was for people getting county assistance. Oh. Yeah. So the basement looked like a scene from Annie. Ew. There were a bunch of like single beds lined up Mm -hmm. with only a curtain Mm -hmm. in between as dividers. And the kitchen and living room were on the second floor. Okay. So she even hired cooks and landscapers to keep up with all the people. Mm-hmm. And she also made a point to make nice with, like, social workers around the area. Mm-hmm. So that if social workers, you know, got people in to live with her at the boarding house, she would throw, like, big lavish parties for them as, like, a thank you. Oh, so, wow. of course, all the social workers, like, loved her and would send people to her. Right. She worked around needing a medical certification by only renting to people without disabling illnesses. Mm-hmm. And she'd taken literally anyone, even, like, the drunks that people hated to care for. Mm-hmm. And a doctor would come once a month to check on all the people. So when the doctor came, the Wicked Wench of the West would watch him trying to learn what he was doing. And she made office spaces with fake medical degrees and medical tools as if she knew how to use them. So since she was Mexican and knew Spanish, she mm-hmm. used it to gain the trust of the Hispanic community and tried getting into politics for a little bit by sponsoring whole tables of people at fundraisers. Wow. Fundraisers. But she's using the money from these boarders that she's stealing because she's cashing their checks and they don't know that she's taking all their money. Mm-hmm. So at one of the fundraisers, she danced with the California governor at the time, Jerry Brown. And got a picture of them two dancing together. Mm -hmm. And this was like the titties for her. (laughs) She had the picture framed and would show it to everybody that came over. So in 1976 and 77, Dorothea was out here treating herself. Hair, makeup, everything on point. Damn. 
And she practically lived at the bar. Like, Mm -hmm. this bitch was an alcoholic. So she'd spend a whole night lying to people about her life at the bar. She had a ton of people living with her, and they each got checks for at least two to $300. And after taking care of their needs, she kept the rest. With all the money that she stacked, she not only had the best clothes and shoes, but she even paid for a weight loss surgery and a facelift. A facelift? I wonder what that was like back then. I don't know. Because it was probably, like, painful. I wish I could see it before and after. <laughs> I mean, you can Google what she looks like. She just looks like grandma. <laughs> I mean, she's all the athlete love. Yeah. But none of the pictures show her when she was, like, huge. It's usually her slimmer years after the surgery. And she literally spent all of the money that she had on herself. And she had a serious shopping problem. So in 1974, a guy named Pedro Montalvo had started working for the Wicked Wench as a landscaper-groundskeeper, and he ended up moving into the house. So Pedro was, like, quirky and described as high-strung and eccentric. Dorothea didn't really care about him at first. He was just, like, some guy cutting the lawn. But a year later, in 1975, Mm -hmm. the Wicked Wench started to invite him up to her room and took him out for drinks with her all the time. So she was 45, and he was about 10 years younger than her. Mm -hmm. But he liked her, and he thought that she was very intelligent. And she told him that she was a doctor in Mexico. Oh, God, lady. Yeah. Like, she just lies about everything. Jesus. So they seemed like a weird couple because he was, like, hyper and seemed really nervous all the time. And Dorothea was very, like, reserved and responsible. Or at least Mm -hmm. she seemed so. Mm -hmm. But it didn't really matter because on August 28, 1976... Dorothea and Pedro got married, making him her fourth husband at age 46. After they tied the knot, Pedro realized that the Wicked Wench was just that, a Wicked Wench. (laughs) They argued constantly and realized that she was stealing from her tenants. Mm -hmm. He didn't tell anyone that she was stealing, but he wanted no parts, so he left her after one month. And the marriage was annulled a few months later. Oh, man. She ain't got no luck for shit. Well, I mean, she's evil. AF. Like, I mean, good for him that he... At least he was out of here. He was like, I'm fucking out of here, dude. Like, I don't want anything to do with it. I don't know her. I don't want to know her. I'm just leaving. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Good night. (laughs) I'll see you. Month later. And that takes some shit. Like, you get married in a month later. Yeah. Like, that's not even a long enough time to substitute as a honeymoon phase. Yeah, that's like... That's a long time. So, the next two years, everything went back to the way it was. But rumors about her started going around. People were saying that she was performing black market medical procedures in her fake medical office. Fake medical office. I mean, I'm just picturing, like, her having some Google-printed, like, pic- They ain't Google back then. Like, the chance is some printed pictures. She, like, drew on it and says that she was a medical degree. Probably. Listen, <laughs> well, what else does she have to do with her time? Right? Drink and try to seduce younger men, apparently. Yeah. So, in 1978, at age 49, mm-hmm. Dorothea's luck was running out, and her karma was starting to come for that ass. Finally. One of her tenants had gotten arrested, but she was still cashing his checks while he was in prison. Oh. So he was pissed and he complained and an investigation started. The Treasury Department investigation ended up uncovering 34 more checks that she'd forged with her signature. That's a lot of fucking money. 34 checks. 
Living lavish. Living love. Living love. Wait till you find out her favorite store. You're going to fucking crack up. Oh, God. So when confronted about it, she lied and said her tenants signed them over to her. They found over $4,000 in checks that she stole. So instead of going to trial, she pled guilty to felony forgery and got five years probation. And the courts ordered her to psychiatric counseling and she was forced to give up her boarding house. At counseling, she was diagnosed with schizophrenia, but the doctor didn't think that she was a danger to anyone around her. Since she was keeping all her appointments, they basically left her alone and allowed her to leave Sacramento. Like everybody keeps coming in, in like interaction with her, like in contact with her and being like, Oh, you know, I know she's done this, done the third, but she's okay. She's not gonna hurt anybody. She'd be alright. Yeah. It's all right. She's just stealing money and yeah. whatever. Yeah. She, she wouldn't do it. It's fine. Yeah. She wouldn't kill anybody. Not a soul. Oh, no. No what one. What the fuck? So she worked a bunch of shit jobs that paid literally nothing. Mm-hmm. And she even forged another check, but she paid restitution right away so that she wouldn't go to jail for it. And in 1979, about six months after her house got shut down, she figured out a loophole and came back to Sacramento and became a home health care worker. So she played the shit out of her aging and used it to convince people that she was just a sweet old lady. Because now she was looking really well. Even though she was only like in her 40s, this bitch looked like she was 90. They love. That pussy was stretched out by 19. I know. I bet she was looking well. <laughs> she looked crazy. So she let her hair turn white. She wore big glasses. And after having had the surgery, she looked really tiny and frail and saggy. Ew. And even though she was only 50, she told people that she was anywhere between 60 and 65. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> How do you age yourself? You age yourself up, like, 15 years. That's a lot. <laughs> so when she got back to Sacramento, Dorothea rented the second floor of Ricardo Ordorica and his wife Veronica's home. Uh-huh. He was super happy to have a sweet grandmotherly role model for his two daughters with medical training. Yeah, sure. I know. That's what she was. So Dorothea played his family and made herself a bona fide member of the family. She spent every holiday with him and even became a godmother to one of his daughters. Wow. She was playing them. So the address for that home is 1426 F Street. Okay. Just remember that. Uh Uh-huh. The Wicked Wench of the West was also working for several healthcare companies that didn't look into the legitimacy of her resume. She was stealing from her clients, and when they accused her, she'd blame it on their bad memories, so they never investigated. <laughs> wow. Yeah, like, bitch, you're taking advantage of some old people. Alzheimer's and shit. So at the end of 1979, the Wicked Witch of the West started to live with and care for a woman named Esther Busby. Not too long after she started to receive Dorothea's care, Esther was getting rushed to the hospital regularly. She was in her 70s with a heart condition, but she had been stable for years, so they didn't really understand why she was going to the hospital so much. Mm-hmm. She was so bad, Esther's heart condition relapsed while she was in the hospital. But an adult care social worker noticed that Esther seemed to always get worse every time Dorothea came to visit her. Mm-hmm. The social worker named Mildred told Esther's doctor that she thought Dorothea was harming Esther. So... At first, the doctor thought that Mildred was just being ridiculous, but he changed his mind when he realized that with Esther being sick, Dorothea could steal her shit. 
Mm-hmm. So the doctor did a home visit, which made Dorothea realize that she was under suspicion. So the next time Esther needed to go to the hospital, Dorothea made sure not to take her back to that same hospital. Damn. Well, what she didn't know was that the doctor at the other hospital called over to Esther's previous physician. And he warned the doctor to run a tox screen on Esther. They ended up finding a seizure medication called phenobarbital. Oh. That could also sedate a person. Oh, God. And they found a heart medication called digoxin. Uh Uh-huh. The problem was that Esther wasn't prescribed either of those medications. Oh, God. But guess who was? (laughs) This lovely lady in charge. Mm Mm-hmm. Damn, dude. Yeah. Dorothea had both the phenobarbital and the digoxin prescribed to her. So Esther found out that she was being poisoned and fired Dorothea on the spot. And Mildred, the social worker, was pissed. So in 1980, she called the cops and told them. The problem was that Mildred didn't have any evidence. Everything was considered circumstantial. So even though Dorothea was poisoning her, the cops couldn't do anything. So Dorothea got away with it. When you give too much to Jackson, you can go into ditch toxicity. And if that was not a medication that was prescribed to her, but it was prescribed to, like, her caregiver, where is she getting ditch toxicity from? I don't know. I feel like it it was the 80s. They probably didn't really give a shit. They were like, I don't feel like doing this. She's going to die anyways. So, you know what? Fuck it. She's 70. Whatever. I ain't fighting with her or the other old crazy bitch. Exactly. (laughs) God, that's cold. Okay. That's fucked up. But if they would have just stopped her then, none of the rest of the stuff that happens would have ever happened. True. And believe me, there's a lot. So in January 1982, 53-year-old Wicked Wench decided to go drinking at a dive bar called the Zebra Club. Mm-hmm. She befriended a 70-year-old man named Malcolm McKenzie, and he had a blast. They were, like, having a good time, drinking, joking. Mm-hmm. So he hinted that Dorothea should join him at his apartment for an after party. Trying to get him some Dorothea cheeks. She said yes, and they were off. By the time they got to Malcolm's apartment, he was feeling really weird and couldn't really move. He was completely alert, but paralyzed. And that's when the Wicked Wench went about stealing a bunch of Malcolm's shit. She literally took a suitcase out of his closet and filled it with a bunch of stuff. And on her way out the door, she stopped and took his pinky ring off his finger as a farewell. Mm-mm. Two days later, Dorothea got arrested for trying to use some of Malcolm's checks and credit cards. She tried to... What the fuck? <laughs> Not what I tried to do. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> so she tried to lie to the cops saying that she was 72 even though she was 53. How bad does she look? She looks For her to fucking enough. say that she's now 20 years older than she is. She's 20 years older than, like... There's a reason she aged terribly because she's an evil bitch. <laughs> True. She True. looks, she definitely looks evil. She looks like a gremlin or something. I mean, you have to. Yeah. And she already had a facelift? Mm-hmm. And she looks worse after the She had facelift? a facelift and a fucking, one of those voluntary weight loss surgeries. But what? I'm saying. But she does a lot of drinking. She drinks like every day. That's true though. So that does age you. She's got fucking heart problems. Like she's, she's just gone through it. So she lied to the cops saying that she was 72, even though she was 53, and that Malcolm gave her the checks. The cops didn't believe her, and she was charged for drugging and robbing Malcolm. Wow. And released ROR, which is on her own recognizance. Does she have to put anything up for bail? No. Is that what that means, or no? Yeah, it just means that you're released, pretty much, and you have to come back for... Yeah. Do they do that now? 
Yeah, they do. Really? Yeah. I'll let you go now, but you better come back on Tuesday, young man. For your court nearing, yeah. All right, I'll be back on Tuesday. Really? Yep. She was released with a preliminary hearing set for three months later in April. Okay. The Wicked Wench didn't care, though, because she was already planning to start another business with a couple of drinking buddies. 61-year-old Ruth Monroe and her husband, Harold. Harold had terminal cancer, so Dorothea took this time to suggest opening a catering business with Ruth to make sure that, you know, she was still able to support herself after her husband died. Ruth was all about it and opened a joint bank account with Dorothea that Dorothea said they had to have. And she put several thousand dollars in it for starting the business, which that was a lot of money back then. Mm -hmm. Not too long after this, Harold was coming to the end of his life and was rushed to the hospital. So he's basically in hospice care. Mm -hmm. Dorothea took advantage of the situation and offered Ruth to become her roommate to save money. Mm -hmm. So on April 11th, 1982, Ruth's son moved Ruth into the second floor of Ricardo and Veronica's house with her. Two weeks later, on April 24th, Ruth went to lunch with a friend. She was her hairdresser. Mm-hmm. And she looked like literal death. Oh. Ruth told her friend that she thought she was dying. And her friend was confused because of the week prior, Ruth looked fine at her hair appointment. Mm-hmm. Ruth refused to see a doctor, though. And so her and her friend said their goodbyes. And they planned to see each other next week for her next hair appointment. But that was actually the last time her friend saw her. Damn. Ruth went home, and the Wicked Wench made her a creme de mint cocktail to relax and went to bed. Ruth talked to her son, Alan, the next day, but seemed okay. But two days later, when her daughter went to see her, Ruth was practically in a coma, and she never slept during the day. Her daughter, Rosie, smelled something fishy and asked Dorothea what the hell was up with her mom because she never slept like this. Like, she was not even waking up when she was trying to talk to her. Yeah. Dorothea told her that she took Ruth to the hospital and that she thought that she was having a nervous breakdown. And that the doctors at the hospital said that there was nothing actually wrong with her. She was just stressed. So Ruth's other son, Bill, went to visit her later on that same night. And Ruth looked terrible. Mm -hmm. She was literally incapable of speaking. Bill told Dorothea that he'd be back the next day to check on his mom. Mm -hmm. And the Wicked Wench promised to take care of her. But at 5.30 in the morning on April 28th, 1982, Dorothea called Rosie, crying hysterically, and told her that something was wrong with Ruth. All of the kids rushed over to the house, and when they got there, Dorothea was hysterical and told them that Ruth was dead and subtly suggested that Ruth might have took too much of her meds. (laughs) Sure, lady, sure. Because that's what Ruth was doing after 70 years She's just accidentally taking too much of her meds now. So when the coroner got to the house, he told Ruth's kids that he'd need to do an autopsy on their mother because she died without anyone around and because the Wicked Wench suggested to him that she might have committed suicide. After hearing this, the kids were shocked because they knew their mother wouldn't have committed suicide. Mm -hmm. Rosie's husband, John, was the MVP, though. He could feel it in his nuggets that Dorothea was trash (laughs) and felt that she had to be investigated for the murder of Ruth. Damn. In May 1982, Ruth's autopsy came back and they found fatal amounts of Tylenol and codeine, even though they didn't find either of those drugs in her room anywhere. Okay. They also found the cocktail that the Wicked Witch had made her in her stomach, but they didn't really think to check. So, other than drugs... Ruth was pretty healthy, mm-hmm. and they didn't suspect murder. So they ruled her death as of 
or they ruled ugh, they ruled her death to be of undeterminate cause. So basically, she died and they didn't know why. Oh wow! After getting the autopsy results, John told the family that he thought Dorothea was the fraud and might have killed Ruth. So the kids did some snooping and they found out that the wicked wench never took Ruth to the hospital and no doctor even went to the house to check on their mother either. Oh. John and the rest of the kids went to Sacramento PD with what they found out, but the cops decided that it wasn't enough evidence, so they left the wicked wench alone. Damn. Like, this bitch just keeps getting by. I'm not taking no charge for no motherfucking body. See you when you find it, bitch. But the wench still had her prelim hearing for drugging and robbing Malcolm. Mm Mm-hmm. So after she got arrested for this, the cops started digging and found three more people this bitch drugged and robbed. But none of them would testify against her in court because they were either too unhealthy to do it or just didn't want to. Because she fucking went after old people. Yeah. Well, Malcolm said, fuck this bitch. And he was all about testifying. So Dorothea was finally about to go to trial. She was released ROR again Mm -hmm. and shitting bricks. Dorothea came up with a plan to flee to Mexico. Mm -hmm. She planned to buy a plane ticket, but knew that the little money she had left in her and Ruth's bank account wouldn't be enough. She only had about $1,500 left. Mm -hmm. She needed to figure out a way to get more money. So on May 16th, 1982, the Wicked Wench called up her friend Dorothy Osborne and muscled her way into hanging out with her, begging her to let her come over. Mm -hmm. Dorothea guilt-tripped her friend telling her a sob story about being taken advantage of and how the police were just railroading her Mm -hmm. and also used Ruth's death to gain sympathy. Mm. The Wicked Wench got to Dorothy Osborne's house at around 11 a.m. with Brandy and Baca in hand for their event session. (laughs) Okay. The Wench made drinks for them, of course. She had vodka and gave Dorothy some kind of terrible concoction with Brandy, vodka, and a bunch of different juices. Uh Uh-huh. And that's the last thing that she remembers. Oh, no. Dorothy woke up the next day. The Wicked Wench was gone, and she couldn't figure out what the fuck happened. She looked around and saw that all of her credit cards and checks were were missing. Oh, no. Along with a bunch of her penny rollers that had both her name and phone number on them and her checkbook. Fuck, dude. When she went into the kitchen and saw the blender still had that terrible drink inside of it, there was a white powdery substance on the counter right next to the blender, and she realized that she must have got roofied and robbed. So, Dorothy called the cops, saving the drink and the powdery residue that the wench had left behind. Mm -hmm. Three days later, on May 19, 1982, 53-year-old Dorothea got arrested with a plane ticket to Mexico and all of the items that she stole from Dorothy with her. What a prick. Like, bitch. I can't get jiggy with this shit. What a bitch-ass old lady. And she waited three days. Yeah. Like, you robbed all her shit and then you're going to wait three days. Like, you should have just got the fuck out of there. Chilling, waiting for the plane to come. Mm Mm-hmm. So since she was clearly trying to skip bail, the cops arrested her and kept her in jail until her trial. Classic wench. She just wanted to work it out with a plea deal. Mm Mm-hmm. A few weeks later, Dorothea pled guilty to four counts of drugging and robbing senior citizens and was sentenced to five years in prison and went to the California Institute for Women in Frontera. On August 20th, 1982, Ruth's kids saw Dorothea was put in prison for slipping people Mickeys and called the Mm. DA about their mother's possible murder. Damn, dude. 
Well, being dumb, the major crimes detectives <laughs> decided that the evidence they had against Dorothea wasn't enough, and Ruth probably just killed herself because her husband was dying. What a fucking moron. Yep. And Dorothea was in jail anyways, so no big deal. Oh, fuck it. She was already behind bars. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter, right? Fuck it. Well, three years into her five-year sentence, star prisoner Dorothea was released back into society oh, on probation. Oh, God. Somebody have mercy on my soul. Well, Dorothea doesn't. So I just don't give up. And that's where we're going to end this, Lady Love. Man, she got out on probation? Yep, after only three years. Out of five? Mm-hmm. And that's the most jail time she's done it yet. Right. For all of it. Like, People are like, well, she's all right. We're just going to let her go. Yeah, it'll be okay. It's yeah, okay. yeah. She's fine. She's not going to kill anybody. She's harmless. Who is she going to kill? Who is she going to kill? Oh, you find out. <laughs> wow. Yep, Lady Love. Hey, Lady Love, I dig it. What do you think about Dorothea so far? She's fucking old, mean ass bitch. Yeah, she is. She's a selfish little bitch. I can't wait to see what she has coming to her. She's definitely burning in hell, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Special place for her. And I think next week is when you should look at what she looks like. I'm glad I didn't look at it tonight. Yeah, no, because you... I want the before and after of the facelift. Is that weird? No, I wish I could see the before and after, too. Right? She had to be nice and round. And then she went from, like, being fat to being thin but saggy? Yeah, because, like, when you lose too much weight all at once, your, like, skin sags. I feel like I get it on my boobs. Like, I feel like I lost a lot of weight. You see, like, the little... Oh, no, it's not like... That's, like, normal weight loss. So, if that's normal weight loss... Huh? Yeah, no, she got like the flappy <laughs> skin, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, a little pickup flap, little fl- uh. mm-hmm. Can you pick up your flap, please, so I can get to your punani? Uh-huh. Oh, that's yeah. why she stopped working her hookers, Lady Love, because yeah. she couldn't get none no God. more. Nobody, because nobody wants you to pick up their fucking fupa to get to your vagina, Lady Love. Exactly. That's why. It's like lifting the secret curtain or something. Dun, 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 dun. Ew. Hold like, the pussy. I don't think it. I don't know. Like, can you imagine fucking somebody like that? Oh, no. You gotta pick up the fupa for you to get in there? I could not, lead love. I could not. There's no way. Uh, Excuse me, sir. Can you... I need you to, like, lift it. No, just lift it up and move it to the side. Yeah. Yeah, It flaps (laughs) over. It's like one of Dumbo's ears or something. (laughs) Yes! Yeah, don't flap it to that side. Flap it to the other side. There we go. Yeah, you gotta cover my nipple. Oh, God. The other way. (laughs) <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, you know what? I feel like we should make that a drinking game, Lady Love. So for all of our listeners out here, every time you hear Lady Love say, Ew. Ew. Take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of things that, like, gross me out, I guess. I, I, you know what? I feel like I work a pretty disgusting job. And I don't feel like it's disgusting, to be yeah. honest with you. You know, fucking mucus, blood, poop, pee. I'm not bothered by it in the slightest. But a fupa? Disgust yourself? Disturbs me. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, oh, God. Oh, oh God. Oh. You know, like, <laughs> one of those disgusting type of things. Oh, but you yeah. know what? I can clean up a fucking shit storm and go eat lunch. Oh, God, no. Oh, it's the smells for me. I can't do it. Oh, they love. There are no smells until you smell like Z diff. I don't even want to know what that is. Or you smell, it's like, it's an infection. <laughs> Sometimes they get like, they get like diarrhea, like poops. 
and it smells. It has such a distinct smell that once you smell it, you will remember it and you will know every time. No, thanks. When you smell it. I'm good with that. I want it. Yeah. No. I could do that. Uh, no. A fucking fupa? No. Eh? Both of them. I don't really want it. <laughs> either one. I don't want Both it. Both deal breakers for you either way? Yeah. Not about it. That's fair. That's fair, Lee Love. I tell you, Lee Love, there's reasons I can't be a lesbian. Fupas are one of them. <laughs> well, they- <laughs> <laughs> I don't have COVID. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Love, not all lesbians are fat, though. I know. I'm not saying all lesbians are fat. I'm just saying one of the things that I could not deal with is a fupa. The other reason is just I, I don't think I could deal with, like, the emotions of a woman. Oh, for sure. You know what Listen. I mean? Like, I'm just... I don't know how I deal with myself. I don't know how I deal with him. I don't know how he deals with me. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> the other day, me and Deb were talking, and, like, I was like, you know, I think I might have PMDD. Well, like, my period time instead of PMS, and he's, like, shaking his head aggressively. <laughs> he's like, yes, you do. Absolutely. What do you think you think you have it? I know you do. <laughs> you and your mood swings. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't mean to be like this on purpose. It just happens. I know, Mr. <laughs> I don't take a pill for anything. He's like, you should see your doctor about something. You should take that. I know. I was like, I don't think they're that bad. I know. I, I think, think they're that normal. Bad. I don't know. I, I try to give fair warnings. I'm ovulating this week. Oh, my, I, I might be a little weird. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I, I'm pre-period this week. You know? Exactly. I give fair him warnings. Warning. I'm like, listen, just so you know, I feel really bitchy today. <laughs> Approach at your own risk. Bro. Yeah, that's There's all like I'm the telling you. Sign. Mm. Come, come at me, bro. If you want, <laughs> if not, that's cool too. But I'm ready. If you are, but I'm not. You know, it's one of those weird times. Exactly. Oh, whatever. Well, I guess uh, next week you'll get to find out what this terrible bitch did. Yeah. So, if you like us, like us on our Facebook at Wine Wicked Crimes and Cat Moms. Oh my. Or like us on our Instagram at Cat Moms Oh My Podcast. You can follow us on the Twitter, even though I'm terrible at posting on it. I'm sorry, guys. I try. At Cat Moms Oh My Pod. Or you can email us at Cat Moms 2 at yahoo.com. Yahoo! <laughs> We're so good at that now. God. I'm so surprised we haven't been sponsored yet. I know. On, Fucking Yahoo. Yahoo. <laughs> and. Join us on our Patreon for early access to our episodes before the release to the public. And probably by the time this episode comes out, I should have episode two up on the Patreon for, for sure. our Patreoners, Patreon members, whatever you want to call yourself. And I'm working on this lady love drunken disorderly. It's happening. <laughs> we got an episode recorded. I just got to edit it. Yeah, edit it and hopefully edit it good. I don't remember finishing that episode. Lady love, I think we didn't even actually finish it. <laughs> Dev just came home and I was... It threw us both off because we expected, like, we expected uninterruptedness for sure. Yeah. And then when he came home, we were like, oh, Devin's home. Oh, shit, Devin's home. All right, well, Devin's home. <laughs> Dev's home, so I guess we got to go back. <laughs> yeah, like... It was just, it was, it was, it, yeah, I remember, yeah. yeah. It was a, but yeah, so, join us on our Patreon at our $5 level. Five, 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 dollar, 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 level, level. level. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. <laughs> We're po. Uh, <laughs> at patreon.com. 
<laughs> yes, we are. Please, we need that. Come on. Yeah. Help us out. We just wanted to get a mixer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, know that all your hard-earned money will go into making the sound and quality of your beloved podcast not much better. Yeah, we won't have to sit on the end of Lady Love's bed with <laughs> textbooks holding up our microphones and... Textbooks and Lego pieces or Lego sets holding it up, which, you know what? I guess it could be worse. I mean, it works. It does. It does work, you know? Gets us by. But, yeah, become a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash catmomsonly. All right. That was awesome, Lead Love. Can't wait to see what we wrap up with next week. Oh, yeah. Lead Love, it gets intense. Next episode is a lot. Like, we find out a lot. I mean, I thought this episode was a lot, but you know what? I'll, I'll hold my peace until then. Mm-hmm. Telling you, love, it's going to be interesting. You're going to be like, what the fuck? She makes it until her 80s, right? Oh, yeah. And she's in her 50s right now. We yeah. Got, so we got 30 we got years. a bit of yeah. time to go through here. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Well, I guess we'll see you next week. Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye.